Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udzu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending peace and salah upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we thank and we praise Allah azza wa jal for gathering us on the blessed day of al-Jumu'ah and we ask Allah azza wa jal to forgive our sins for this week. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Ayyuhal muslimun, from the characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created Every person, young or old, male or female, Muslim or non-Muslim with, is the feeling of ghayrah, is the characteristic of protective jealousy, of ghayrah. Often it is pronounced as ghayrah, like in a sahih, is ghayrah. Ghayrah is a state or a change of a state that happens within the person's heart or feelings that are Invoked of anger, of protection that arises due to a person's feeling that others might share or aspire to share something that he owns, something that is that is his. People are striving, people are aspiring towards it, or people are looking at that which he possesses, that which a look that he does not want them to look. And so forth. This is what ghayra is. It's a, f- a feeling that comes from the person, from the person of protection, of anger towards others when they go beyond their bounds with regards to our, our, our own, or that which we own. There is no one except that that person will feel some f- form of jealousy towards something. But the greatest of those who have feelings, who feel this form of protective jealousy, who are Malikul Muluk, he is the king of all kings, wa Malikul Mulk, and he is the owner of everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani Allah Azza wa Jal has an attribute of ghayrah. Allah has an attribute of feeling protective jealousy. فَعَنْ أَسْمَاءَ بِنْتْ أَبِي بَكِرْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا Narrated from Asma, the daughter of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiallahu anha, she says, 
that she heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Laysa shay'un aghyar min Allahi azza wa jal. That there is nothing that is more jealous. There is nothing that feels more protective jealousy than Allah azza wa jal. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he clarifies this and he says, Inna allaha yughar. Indeed, Allah, he feels protective jealousy. Wa inna al-mu'min yughar. And likewise, the believer is a person who feels protective jealousy. Wa ghayratullah an yati al-mu'min ma hurrima alayhi. That the ghayra of Allah, that protective jealousy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is provoked when the believer, he does that which is forbidden for him. When he falls into that which is haram, when the, bound, bound, or the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are transgressed, then the ghayra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his protective jealousy is provoked. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in another hadith, لا أحد أغير من الله There is no one that is more jealous than Allah. ولذلك حرم الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن And it is because of his protective jealousy that he forbade immoral deeds, both open and secret. Because of his protective jealousy of this religion, of purity, Allah has made fawahish, immoralities, haram. That which is open and that which is done in secret. And the Prophet said in another hadith, Ya Ummata Muhammad, or Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is none that is more jealous than Allah. There is none who is, has greater protective jealousy than Allah. And yara abdahu aw ummatahu tazni. And it's provoked when he sees from his slave or from his ummah when they commit acts of zina. When they commit acts of zina. And then he said, Oh ummah of Muhammad, if you knew what I know, you would laugh little and weep much. If you knew what I knew or what I know, you would laugh little and weep, and weep much. Rawahul Bukhari wa Muslim. Shaykhul Islam Mutaymiyyah rahimahullah, he said that the ghayra of Allah is provoked when a person does that which he has been prohibited. And his protective jealousy is provoked when his male or female slave commits zina. The protective jealousy that Allah attributes to himself is provoked either when a believer commits that which is forbidden to him or when immoral deeds are committed either openly or secretly. This is when the ghayra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is provoked. An example of this, Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, he says, when the slander of Aisha, Ummul Mu'mineen radiallahu anha happened, and people fabricated lies against her, Allah's protective jealousy for her was provoked. Allah's protective jealousy for her was provoked. And so he revealed 10 verses of Quran, establishing her innocence, which will be recited until the end of time. To protect the beloved slave of Allah, when her feelings, when her, her honor was being trampled upon, the protective jealousy of Allah was provoked and Allah revealed his ayat. So what we learn first and foremost is that ghayrah is an attribute of Allah. And as Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we believe in the names and attributes of Allah. 
as they come in the Quran and the Sunnah. And we affirm whatever Allah has affirmed for Himself and whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has affirmed for Allah. This is the aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah. So we affirm the names and attributes of Allah as it befits His greatness and His perfection and His majesty. That these are attributes of perfection. From this is ghayrah. And whatever Allah loves for Himself, He loves to see in His slaves. Like Allah is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. He loves mercy and compassion. And compassion, He loves to see that His slaves are merciful and compassionate. Like He is Al-Kareem, the most generous, He loves that we are generous. Like He is the most powerful, He loves that we are strong Muslims. Strong people. And not weak individuals. And so forth with the rest of the attributes of Allah. But to Him is perfection. And so there is nothing like unto Him. And like He has ghayrah for His religion, He loves that we have ghayrah for our religion. Like He has ghayrah for those whom He loves. Like with Aisha radiallahu anha, He loves that we have ghayrah for those whom we love. He loves that we have protective jealousy for those whom we love, for those who are close to us and for our religion. So the greatest of those who show ghayrah is Allah Azza wa Jal. We should strive to be people of ghayrah, people who have protective jealousy. And this is a sign of manhood. It's a sign of rujula. It's a sign that this is a true man, that he has ghayrah for himself, for his religion and for his family. From the types of ghayrah, we look at the sunnah. And we see Sa'd ibn Ubadah, radiallahu anhu, he said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in general, if I saw a man with my wife, I would strike him with my sword. La darabtuhu bisayf. Khayru musfihin. He says, and not with the blunt part of the sword. I would strike him with the sharpest part, meaning I would kill him. If I saw a man with my wife, I would have killed him. This reached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, أَتَعْجَبُونَ مِنْ غَيْرَةِ سَعْدِ Are you, are you surprised at the protective jealousy of Sa'd? By Allah, I am more jealous than him. And Allah is more jealous than me. That this is not a strange attribute of a man. I am more jealous than he is, and Allah is more jealous than I am. It is because of his protective jealousy that Allah forbade immoral deeds, both open and secret. In another hadith, Abu Huraira reports that Sa'd, again, Ibn Ubadah, radiallahu anhu, he said, O oh, messenger of Allah, if I were to find a man with my wife, should I not touch him before I bring four witnesses? Before the time for witnesses, let me first get hold of him, and let me kill him. This is what I would do. The Prophet wasallam said, By no means, you must first bring the witnesses. And he said, By no means, by him who has sent you with the truth, I would hasten with my sword to him before that. The Prophet said, You first need to bring the witnesses. He said, It's not going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to bring my sword first. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said to the people, Listen, Isma'u ila ma yaqulu sayyidukum. Listen to what your chief is saying. 
إِنَّهُ لَغَيُورٌ He is just jealous. This is his jealousy that's speaking. But I am more jealous than him. And Allah is more jealous than me. And what this teaches us is that that jealousy is not enough. It's not a good enough reason to bypass the law of Allah. Because Allah has more jealousy than you. Allah's laws comes first. And the sunnah is more jealousy than you. The sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes before your emotion. And before your feelings of vigor. The Quran and the sunnah come first. We have to adapt and control our emotions and follow the Quran and the sunnah. Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, he narrates and he says, we were with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, while I was sleeping, رأيتني في الجنة. I saw myself in Jannah. فإذا امرأة تتوضأ إلى جانب قصر. I saw a woman in Jannah taking wudu next to a, a palace. فقلت لمن هذا القصر. Who does this palace belong to here in paradise? It was said to him, لعمر. This is, this is for Umar ibn al-Khattab. رضي الله عنه. And the Prophet says, فذكرت غيرته. I remembered the ghayrah of Umar. So I turned away. I didn't want to look. Because this woman is for him. And this castle, this palace is for him. So I turned away. Umar ibn Khattab wept. He said, O Messenger of Allah, how dare I think of my ghayrah being offended by you, Ya Rasulullah. But this shows us the character of Umar. The Prophet knew him like this. That even that which is for him in Jannah, I won't look. Because I know the type of person Umar is. In another hadith, Asma, the daughter of Abu Bakr she said, When Az-Zubayr married me, he was a poor man. He had nothing, no property, no slave. Except a camel which drew water from the well and his horse. So she says, I used to feed his horse with fodder and draw water and sew the bucket for drawing it and prepare the dough, but I did not know how to bake bread. So our Ansari neighbors used to bake bread for me and they were honorable women. I used to carry the date stones on my head from Zubayr's land given to him by Rasulullah from my house. And this land was about two miles long. One day while I was coming with the dates on my head, I met Allah's messenger وسلم, with some Ansari people. He called me and he said, Ikh, Ikh. Ikh means to the camel, kneel. He's speaking to his camel, kneel. For he wanted Asma to mount the camel. He saw her walking, striving with date stones on her head, working hard. He said, Ikh, so that she could mount the camel. She says, I felt shy to travel with the men. And remembered as Zubairi, her husband, and his ghayrah, his protective jealousy. As he was one of those people who had the greatest sense of ghayrah. And Rasulullah noticed my shyness, so he carried on. When I came to my husband as Zubair, she says, I said to him, I met Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while I was carrying a load of date stones on my head. And there were some companions with him. He made his camel kneel down so that I may ride. But I felt shy in his presence and I remembered your ghayrah. On that, as Zubair radiallahu anhu, he said, Wallahi, by Allah, you're carrying the date stones. That effort that you are making is more shameful to me 
than you riding with him. The fact that you were outside, striving, working hard, walking around where people could see you, this doesn't mean she was uncovered, walking around where men and others could see you, this was more shameful to me than your riding with him. So she said, I continued in this manner, meaning, this was she had to work. She had to strive, so she remained patient, because they were poor. Until Abu Bakr sent me a servant to look after the horse, whereupon I felt as if he had set me free. It's as if he made me a free woman, like I was a slave. As if, it's as a father. When a father sent a servant to do the work, she, she says, I felt like a freed woman. Like the burden has been lifted off of her. But this narration, Sahih al-Bukhari, has so many fawaid. So many benefits for us. Number one, look at the wife. Look at her shyness. Look at her modesty. And look at her patience. With the condition that she was in, she did what she had to do and she bore, and she bade patience with it. Look at her shyness even in front of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then look at the ghayrah of the husband. Look at that protective jealousy that he had for her. The fact that she was out working was enough for him. That's bad enough. I don't want you out there. The fact that you rode with him, that's nothing. Just the fact that you were out there is enough for me. That's more shameful to me. As a man, that's not where I want you. As a man, I wanted you at home where nobody could see you. Covered. And that's the believer. That's the believer. So, subhanallah, take these sahaba, take their attitude, take their ghayrah and compare it to today's time. Compare it to today's time. Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah, he said that modesty died in women when ghayrah died in men. It's when the men lost their ghayrah, that protective jealousy to their women folk, that the women lost all of their modesty. It's that we allow them to be dressed the way they want, or not the way Allah wants. Or to interact with those, or to be in a workplace with those, where it's haram for them to be. This is a weakness on our side, and it's a reflection of our ghayrah levels. Which is a reflection of our Iman. Which is a direct reflection of our Iman. Aisha radiallahu anha, there's so many ahadith of how they felt jealous towards each other. The wives felt jealous with each other. Not in an evil way, envious way, but ghayrah. Where one wife had jealousy to the other. A natural feeling of jealousy. All the narrations... A famous narration where Aisha she says, I woke up in the middle of the night and the Prophet ﷺ was not there in my bed. So what did she say? I thought he was by one of his other wives. So she got up and she looked for him because it was her night. And what happened? She found him in the masjid in sujood making dua. So she said, Subhanallah, I am in a state and you are in a state. Meaning, my state is one of jealousy and ghayrah. But look what he's doing. He was in ibadah. But look at the, look at Aisha. Look at the woman today. 
today, corporate world, what's the state of men and women? In the business world, what is the state of men and women? Is there any hierarchy between husband and wife? Look at social media. Is there any hierarchy between husband and wife any longer? You are open to mix with who you want. Open to speak to whichever woman you want. The wife doesn't say anything because she's doing the exact same thing. That's the norm in today's society. There's no ghayra. There's no ghayra. In a hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, three people will not enter Jannah. And three people, Allah will not look at them on the day of Qiyamah. The first one is the one who is disobedient to his parents. The second one is the woman who imitates men. There's also something that's rampant today. Both of these are rampant. And the third is at the youth. The day youth. What is a day youth, Ya Rasulullah? We learn that the day youth is someone who has no ghayrah for his woman folk. A day youth is someone who has no protective jealousy for his woman folk. So he allows them to dress as they want. He allows them to speak and to be seen by whom they want. It doesn't affect him. Because his level of ghayra is so low. His level of fear for Allah is so low. This is a day youth. The Prophet said he won't, he won't be looked at by Allah in Qiyamah, nor will he enter paradise. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said that the youth is the vilest of Allah's creation and Jannah is forbidden for him because of his lack of ghayrah. He says a man should be jealous with regards to his wife's honor and standing. He should defend her whenever she slandered or spoken ill of behind the back. In fact, this is the right of every Muslim, he says, but more so with the spouse. He should also be jealous in not allowing other men to look at his wife or speak with her in a manner which is not appropriate. This is the mu'min. But today, the youthism, forget feminism and liberalism, the youthism is the problem in the ummah. The youthism has become the problem where we as men have lost our manhood. We have left, we have lost what Allah has given us of sultah, of authority. And this is why the Shaykh Albani, as we said, he said, modesty has lost to win the woman. Why? Because we, the men, have lost our ghayrah. Allah has a system. If we all play our part, everything will run smoothly. But when we break the system, the, the wheels will slowly start coming off. And it starts many a times with the main folk. Wallahu musta'an. So we should have ghayrah towards our families. It's not just to wives, to our daughters. To our daughters, to our sisters, to our mothers. These are our family. We should have ghayrah to all of them. We can't control all of them, but we can give nasiha. We can advise, we can speak. At least this is what is needed of us. May Allah guide us and give us strength. The second or another part of ghayrah, very quickly, my time has come to an end. Aisha radiallahu anha said, وَمَنْ تَقَمَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمَ لِنَفْسِهِ فِي شَيْءٍ قَطْرِ She says, he, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم never took revenge for himself concerning any matter that was presented to him. إِلَّا أَن تُنْتَهَكَ وَتَنْتَهِكُ حُرْمَةُ اللَّهِ 
She says, but when Allah's limits were transgressed, He would take revenge for Allah's sake. The Prophet wasn't worried if people trampled his rights. He could bear it with patience. But when the limits of Allah were transgressed, then he stood by it. He took revenge for this. He fulfilled the hudud of Allah. The punishments that Allah has put in place, it had to be fulfilled. And this teaches us that ghayra is for the religion as well. We should have protective jealousy for this deen. That when the teachings of Al-Islam is being trampled upon, we should stand up. And just like you protect your daughter, or you protect your mother or your sister, your what? Or your wife, you protect the, the deen of Allah. You protect the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When there's acts of shirk taking place, you don't sit back and say, oh, Mas'ala fi khilaf, difference of opinion, everybody has a view, it's all about love and hope. You stand up and you speak. If somebody promotes falsehood, you have a right to speak. Today you're an extremist. Today you are promoting negativity. If you call out that which is haram. If you say something is incorrect, yeah, promote positivity. Don't be negative. The problem is you have no ghayra for Allah's deen. Man ra'a minkum munkaran fal yughayiru biyadi. If you see anything wrong, change it with your hand. If you can't change it with your tongue. If you can't change it with your heart. That's the weakest form of iman. That's the weakest effect. So rather be quiet, you know, tolerate. In this case, what we are saying is, let's all be weak. Let's all have the weakest form of iman. And don't change anything wrong that you see or hear. Inkar al-munkar, rectifying the bad. Nahi anil munkar, calling out the bad, preventing evil, is one of the principles of, of Islam. Those who call against it or those who encourage so-called positivity or love or respect of all opinions have lost their, their, their respect for the deen. They have lost their ghayra for the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is a sign of weakness of iman. والله المستعان أقول هذا القول وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدي ولوالديكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله على إحسانه والشكر على توفيقه وامتنانه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أيها المسلمون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى في الله سبحانه وتعالى and في الله سبحانه وتعالى's boundaries that he has put into place في the day that you will return to Allah سبحانه وتعالى where Allah عز وجل will ask each and every one of us of what we did and what we did not do. What we fulfilled, what we did not fulfill. And He will ask us regarding our flock. He will ask us regarding our families. He will ask us regarding our duties that we fulfilled or did not fulfill. So it's upon us to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's upon us to develop 
this feeling of ghayrah, this feeling of protective jealousy, number one, for the deen of Allah, yes, and number two, towards our families. To encourage a wajib or to forbid an evil can never ever be an act of extremism. It can never ever be an act of extremism, no matter who says what. Because the deen of Allah comes first. هذا وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على بشير النذير محمد بن عبد الله فقد أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض الله عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة والتابعين وتابع التابعين وعن معهم بمنك وكرمك وأكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين وأذل البدع والمبتدعين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم وكن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وحفيظا اللهم وعليك بأعداء الدين فإنهم لا يعجزونك ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع البرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفة والغنى وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة